Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For multiple bonus shows per week and access to our full podcast archive featuring in-depth interviews, movie commentaries, and live shows, please check out the Steel Wars Patreon podcast feed. The content club level is just $3 a month and is chock full of Star Wars fun and really helps the ongoing production of the show. All the bonus shows download into your podcast app like any other show. Give a month a try at patreon.com forward slash steelwars. Link is in this episode's show notes. And if you do, hit us up for a question for the weekly Patreon Q&A. And now on with the show. I really hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I'm comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And welcome back to our Star Wars Celebration 2019 coverage. This one's a real special one. We are now currently waiting on press row for the cast and crew of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker to uh, be interviewed. And uh, these interviews are being recorded for Studio 10 in Australia, but here they are for you in full, in audio form, or if you want to watch the video versions, you can go to youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars. And we're going to be talking to J.J. Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, the whole crew. It's going to be the best of times. And if you enjoy this episode, please share it around. Uh, there's hopefully going to be some real good stuff in here. Let's do it. Anthony Daniels, I'm sure many people have asked you when Star Wars started if you thought it would all end up like this. But my question for you is, when you were traipsing about the mud at Star Wars Celebration 1 20 years ago, would you imagine that it would end up in this arena spectacular that you just participated in? And must I say, quite held the court in as well. Very entertaining. Well, thank you for that. Um, one of the pleasures I will have um, on my panel, which is on f Sunday evening, is frankly to introduce uh, Dan Manson, who was the producer of the very first Mud Biscuit. Were you there? I was not. You've seen no. the pictures. I have, uh, it, yeah. it was a complete disaster because of all sorts of uh, things beyond his control, especially the weather. And to see it grow from that mud-soaked aerodrome in Denver, Colorado, and to come here to this really beautiful facility in Chicago and to be so well-produced with cameras. Back then, I was, one of the, I was the host, and I, I had the script 
script written on the palm of my hand in ink, uh, trying to time everything and look at the lighting. And we didn't have any studio feed or anything. Now it's very high tech. And I love the fact that Dan is here this weekend to enjoy the honour of seeing something he started. Awesome. Over the 40 years of Star Wars fandom, what has Star Wars taught you about people? You've travelled the world, you've met tens of thousands of fans. What have you like, picked up on? It's a very good question because uh, to think about it, it is a common denominator. It doesn't matter who you are. If the, if the bit underneath that number is Star Wars, you, whether you like the dark side or the good side or whatever, whether, I mean, Darth Maul is my favourite. <laughs> Three people would be so shocked to hear that. Um, <laughs> He's shocked to hear anything. Actually, he is. He has, he has, to, be, he has to lighten up. Um, maybe he will now in retirement. I don't know. Um, the, there is that common denominator that draws people together because it's full of discussion points mm-hmm. uh, and you hear people in line debating it. I'm not terribly into who shot who first in all that Greedo thing and whatever. Uh, and they can go way into the mysteries of the force and it gives them something really honourable to talk about beyond football, baseball, all that kind of thing. It, it generally, uh, there's so much in there to tease the, the little grey cells. Now, one of my favourite lies throughout all my life is no more Star Wars films. I heard it in 83, I heard it in 2005, and now I'm hearing this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Where, where do you stand well, with that? This is the third time that I have said goodbye to, to a trilogy, do you see? And nobody else can say that. And it's quite weird, but actually... This is the end of the Skywalker story. That doesn't mean there are going to be other stories. Space is a big place. I've heard, yeah. Oh, yeah, even in Australia, it's big. (laughs) Uh, So there's lots more to delve into of something that's going on on that planet. You'll meet new and interesting characters. And what I would like to say in in doing that, don't forget 3PO. Well, it's been a pleasure to meet you as an interesting character. And and thanks for all your support of Star Wars throughout the years, man. We all appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being there. Cheers. From what we just saw, what you just said on the panel, it seems like Finn has accepted his role as a resistance hero. Is, is that a lot more fun to play the, um, the confident, ass-kicking, name-taking Finn? Yeah, but it, it's, it's also fun to, to not play that for two films and then to have the fans, <laughs> to have the fans weigh in on Finn and, and weigh in on, on the mystery of his future and his past. So that whole trajectory has been really, really cool for me to be a part of. Speaking of his past... Do we get more backstory on Finn? Does Finn ever get a surname? What, what's like? Definitely get get more information about all the individuals in the film um, through the dynamics and connections and new new relationships. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get to know a lot more about Finn. But a lot of it is about the growth and and, and who he is in, internally, and, and some you know a few shock moments. I can't, <laughs> can't reveal nothing. But yeah. Star Wars is all about like lessons and, and learning. What 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 is John Boyega learned about the world during his Star Wars journey. I guess I've, I've, I've learned so much, but I think the, the biggest transition with this is, is, is what comes with, with the fame. Um, and fame was always defined to me in, in, in one way. Um, and I guess I've seen diff- two different perspectives. And, and for me, I've learned so much about self-control, about the true meaning of humility, grace, also known how to, to enjoy and be confident. I've learned so much, and, and a lot of it's been through my cast members and JJ and Kathy, learning from them professionally also. It's just been a huge, huge journey of lessons. Nice. Well, 
good luck with the film. Good luck with the rest of your career. And also, thanks for your, like the vibe that you give to Star Wars fandom. Okay, thank you, man. We always, love it. Always. Cheers, man. Okay. Good seeing you. Thanks, Take care. Jonas, I always find these the presentations very emotional, but... As a father of a six-month-old boy, the photo of you as Chewbacca holding up your son, I um, hell yeah, you can, yeah. It it it. I this is the longest I've been away from my son, and seeing that, I was just like, ugh. How is like having um, a little boy sort of change your perception of like what these films are about? I mean, uh, it's it's so in its uh, in its gravity the becoming a father and having someone who you need to care for more than yourself uh, is, uh, is, is very life-changing. And uh, that changed my way of uh, working for this film because I now had to... I had two things in my mind, my, <laughs> the film and also always the, the well-being of my family. Yeah. So that was, the, that was the greatest change. And uh, I think it, 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 it sort of fits uh, the character of Chewbacca, who's always caring, always loyal to his friends. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, that, is, that, is the, that is the greatness of Chewie, in my opinion, that he's, he's always there as an undertone to whatever scene there is. He was, he's always there watching and, and securing the backside. Is there a chance he got costumed up and uh, we might see him in the film as a, as a little creature? <laughs> no, <there's> a, <laughs> we're going to have to wait and see. But, uh, but uh, at this point, no. They're, they're, no. <laughs> um, stepping into the, the, the yak fur of, of Peter Mayhew, um, how is it, like, what do you study? What, what, what is his Chewbacca? Like, I know, like, guitarists will see other great guitarists and go, oh, just the way they do that. What are, like, some of the little things that you, like, when you watch, like, Return of the Jedi, you're just like, ooh, that's some good Chewbacca. Uh, what are the scenes for myself? Well, just the little things that, that like, maybe, like, that you envy of, of Peter's performance that you're trying to, like, get down. Well, Peter had a very unique physicality, and I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, take those things but then also answer to the call for for in in uh, challenging scenes to to i have to create my own version of it uh as as i'm not i ha, i don't i'm not peter mayhew in that sense but but i'm so grateful for him to to for that he gave chewbacca this memor, memorability yeah. and uh, that is what I'm, what i'm going for in Solo, we saw a much more active Chewbacca, and it was, it was thrilling to see him in all those scenes. Does that continue in, uh, into Rise of the Skywalker? I'm, I'm getting used to that title myself. Exactly. Well, yeah, Chewbacca, I mean, depends on if he's uh, feeling uh, fit uh, that morning. You know, he'll, he'll uh, <laughs> exert his power into, into uh, never-before-seen uh, uh, stunts. And uh, in this movie, you know, we'll have to wait and see, but it's going to be an adventure, I'll tell you that, uh, for, for to remember yeah for sure awesome well uh, congratulations uh, to both of us I guess and um, good luck with the film thank you so much cheers mate I am wondering oh hi oh hello there (laughs) hey everyone you're backstage today yeah you're about to walk out yeah did it dwell upon you how much those steps were going to change your life yeah like a ton of bricks I was (laughs) I stood behind Jonas as well. He's so tall that I was just like going to like hide behind him for as long as I could. And then I, I came out and it, like, I, you know, it was such an incredible response um, that I instantly felt comfortable um, and just really excited to be able to say something about what I've been working at for the last year. 
Nice. And what advice did the other cast members that have that have been in Star Wars, some for 40 years, yeah. like gave you the new kid on the block, yeah. first day at school? Yeah. What was the advice and uh, how did that advice work out? I mean, it, I think it was a lot to do with just relaxing into it and knowing that the hard work was to come, but also that to get to this point means that you're worthy of being there. Um, and I got a lot of reassurance from them, which I, 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 more than anything, I'm grateful for them for sharing that with me and reassuring me that I was, I was meant to be in a Star Wars film. <gasps> Oscar, it's a pleasure to meet you and your beard. Thank you, thank Very you. Very impressed. Yes. Uh, not necessarily in that order, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Either or, either mm-hmm. or. Uh, let's not play favourites. Yeah. JJ posted that photo of you guys embracing on the final day of episode nine. Mm-hmm. I'm interested, during that embrace, what was going through your mind about this whole experience? Well, not to destroy the story, but that actually wasn't the last day. That was a picture of our last day in uh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Then I had another month after that on set. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that, was, that wasn't me crying. I had sand in my eyes from the... <laughs> No, it was an emotional moment just because I think it's just, um, it's just a symbol of how close we got and how much this has meant to us and, and particularly the three of us. that I mean, we, I remember I had my screen test with John and Daisy and they had just been cast and, you know, going from a, you know, seeing John being like this young, happy, eager actor and now he's like the Prince of Nigeria or something, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's been an incredible journey to see that just personally with each other and then also... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The, the incredible cinematic lineage and the history, these 42 years that um, have spanned this incredible cultural phenomenon and to have been a part of, you know, telling, telling the end of that story is just very profound. Awesome. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure to watch you go through that journey. And, uh, yeah, it's good to see you. Bye. Kathleen Kennedy, blown away by the panel, the, the trailer, the title. Great to have a Skywalker name in yeah. the title. At the start of all this, at The Force Awakens to now, how different has the trajectory, the trajectory of the movies gone to where you thought, like, did you, like, it's, there's a lot of hearsay and actors say this about, was there an end point at the end that you were sort of aiming for and, and ducking and weaving? Like, how different is it than where you perceived it in 2015 to where it is now? Well... We knew that George had always envisioned this kind of three-act structure of these three trilogies. But George didn't leave anything more than a blueprint. And certain characters, obviously, that we've known and loved from the previous movies, and then the new characters that were created by J.J. in The Force Awakens. So that's really the challenge, is that we don't have source material. We don't have 800-page books that we're adapting. We don't even really have comic books Mm -hmm. um, that give us a, a great deal. We have 
an idea, we have a mythology that George Lucas created. And from that, we bring very incredibly talented people like J.J. into the process and our story group up at Lucasfilm. And we talk about... Just the same way I'm sure fans talk, we talk about what's meaningful and what we wish for and what what we hope happens with the characters. And it's an evolutionary process of storytelling. In saying that, how much 2015 Kathleen Kennedy sees the last 10 minutes of episode 9, is she shocked or she's like, oh yeah, no, that's where I, uh, that's where I thought we were going all along? Oh yeah, I'm incredibly moved. I um, let me put it this way: It's where I hoped it would go. That's a good Star Wars quote. <laughs> <laughs> In uh, you mentioned the panel that you really, you know, looked at George's movies yeah. and and tried to really study it. Was mm-hmm. there anything like surprising? Any like thing that you picked up that maybe you hadn't seen before? No, I think the interesting thing that happens when you look at what George was doing is he was coming from a place of a filmmaker in 1977 and we're filmmakers in 2019 and a lot has changed in the world and perspectives had changed in the world and there are things about Star Wars that always feel relevant and modern in their own way even though it's a kind of timeless setting and I think that's what has changed that's that's what you find yourself looking at what did he start with and where have we ended up can I ask you a question that's a little bit off the grid? The um, years ago, you were at a charity event wearing the, like the Nike um, yeah. Forces female T-shirt, and, oh, yeah. and a lot's been made like like if misinterpreted. But I, I just want to like, do you want to like sort of talk about like sort of just set the record straight of like what that T-shirt sort of meant and the Forces female? I didn't know it was controversial. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, p- people were very upset about that you were wearing a Nike T-shirt that that said that, and maybe that's like if it's really? well, why is it female? But like, I think it's a cool. T- you guys look like you're having oh, a great time. I think you know that it it was something that Nike created. I didn't create that T-shirt. I thought it was just kind of fun. My my girls go to an all girls school, and the entire school was wearing those T-shirts, and they were having so much fun. And I think the amazing thing about the force is the force is in all of us. Yeah, it's not that it's just female. It's not that it's just male. It's it's the force, and whether or not somebody can claim it as their own, I think that that's ubiquitous. Yeah. So I, I didn't I didn't realize it was actually controversial. Are you implying that the force might be my cat as well? It might be your cat. Excellent. Yes. Thanks so much for answering that. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I really appreciate <laughs> it. And Daisy? I've just been in your country. Oh, really? Yeah. Visiting your sister? Yes. You told and me that in, last and time. And in Sydney. Ah, yeah. Last time we met, you yeah. said your sister yeah. was down yeah. in Melbourne. So, so good to see you again. You now, the character of Ray before The Force Awakens to now in the galaxy is far more astute. Yes. I would assume the person of Daisy Ridley has, has also had a, a similar sort of worldliness. Does that parallel between the character you're playing and your real life like story? I think I would have had that anyway because I think like 20s is you know it's a changing time but I definitely feel um, I definitely feel it's funny because even watching the footage of the thing before we did the panel I'm like oh my god it was a baby I think I just turned 21 
Um, I feel I feel more confident. I feel more happy. I feel everything just feels great. Great. And I think I'm very lucky that my work environment was so wonderful and comfortable. And everyone makes you feel really safe because it's the best way to grow, I guess. How does Ray feel in that same situation? It sounds like the opposite almost. No, I think Ray, Ray, like, you know, she chose her family and she chose well. Like, she's surrounded by awesome people. Um, but there is more resting on her shoulders than is yes. resting on mine. So there are more, um, you know, there are confidence moments of like, oh, um, as you can imagine. And I think JoJo wrote such a well-rounded character, you sort of really see the vulnerabilities and, and all of that. But I think, um, I think she's grown too. Hmm. I have to ask you, do you know about Raylo and are you one? I do know about Raylo. I don't know how I feel about it because everyone's talking about like the toxic thing of a relationship when it's like it's essentially emotional. It's a tricky road. I do feel like deep down Kylo like thinks what he's doing is right and he doesn't think he's wrong, but he has also killed so many people. So I can't really get behind it now. In a personal way, you know? It's going to be a lot of heartbroken people out there. Well, maybe there's redemption. Who knows? Maybe we explore it in the film. Bendemption. Oh, nice. Have you thought you thought that before? Oh, no. Redemption is better. <laughs> Ray needs no. no demption. No. Yes. Thanks so much, Daisy. Thank you. Cheers. JJ Abrams. As a Star Wars fan, watching episode seven... If you weren't involved with these new films, how shocked would you be that the new trailer ended with the Emperor laughing? <laughs> uh, well, I, I probably would be uh, pretty shocked. Yeah. Is that something like you've, you've had the rare option of like you started, mm-hmm. Ryan did the middle, yep. and you're coming back. Mm-hmm. How is the trajectory of that to... I'm sure you had an idea of where the characters would go. Are you going with that where you started if you veered off of Ryan are you sort of like working your way back like how does that creative process work working on episode 9 was uh, was a particular challenge uh, we had we had 8 movies that came before it that we needed to draw to a conclusion um, luckily we had characters that were uh, that felt rich and, and deep and in a way we hadn't even I felt really hadn't explored uh, as much as we could yet uh, and looking at the unbelievable saga looking at the opportunity uh, and the challenges uh, there was greater opportunity than there, than there was challenge and so uh, I feel super lucky that uh, I got to be involved working with Chris Terrio the writer um, to tell the story and bring it to a close so there was a lot of you know infinite challenges but and pressures but it was ultimately uh, a greater opportunity you're making a film you're concluding a trilogy which is conclusion of a trilogy of trilogies. Mm-hmm. How challenging was it to make, to answer like all like the adventure that we've had for forty years that's in one what, film? That's sort of what I was just saying. Though, yeah. You know, looking at all of them, that was really the, the 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 ultimate challenge of the movie was making something that's a standalone movie that is a hopefully a a thrill ride, an emotional story, surprising, fun, scary, heartbreaking, everything, uh, but also something that that is in a way. Uh, 
inheriting everything that's come before, and, and it's very much what the characters are going through in the movie. I mean, it's about a, a new generation, you know, dealing with the good and the bad of what's come before. You know, sins of the father, but also the accomplishments, the achievements, you know, what wisdom has been imparted. You know, how do you deal with something that is as, as you know, as terrifying as, as what they do? And that, to me, is the, the power of, of Star Wars. You can tell stories like that. How surprising is the final 30 minutes of the film to 2016 J.J. Abrams? Uh, well, I, I can't wait for you to see it. I don't want to tell you anything about it, but I will say that I think that uh, it, it, it is what... It, it's, it's, a, it's a third act that I think, and we're actually literally cutting it right now, um, but it is, uh, it's a pretty exciting chunk of the movie. I'm feeling pretty excited. <laughs> I can't wait for you to see it. Cheers. Thanks so much, Cheers, man. man. Thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate it. Cheers. You too. So there you go, our very quick and fun interviews with the cast of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. It is uh, a hectic scene doing that press row. You, uh, it is, there's an art to it. <laughs> it is uh, a lot of moving parts. You're watching, you know, what actors coming up next, and if you can grab them, and and you know, you, you're trying to get in extra questions and all that sort of stuff, and, and and get some good content out of it. I really hope you enjoyed it. If uh, you're new to the Steel Wars podcast, please check out a few other episodes. Uh, just before this one, we have our episode nine in panel podcast. We'll be covering the Clone Wars, Mandalorian, and talking to tons of fellow Star Wars fans on the floor, and anyone we bump into, and uh, go into the backlog if you are new. We've got interviews with Ben Mendelsohn, full-length hour interview, a uh, another podcast with Ray Park, Darth Maul, uh, Stephen Stanton, uh, Sam Witwer, and uh, just tons and tons of fascinating Star Wars fans. So, welcome to the Steel Wars podcast. If you're new, please stay around. Uh, you can follow us on on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Steel Wars. Huge thanks to Paul Jones from the Geek Dudes and Hey Hey, it's the podcast down in Australia for editing these and putting them all together for us. It is so appreciated. Hope you're enjoying Star Wars Celebration. If you're at home, I hope you're enjoying the content, and I hope you're enjoying the live stream and all that good stuff. We'll, of course, have tons more episodes coming up this week. So until then, may that force be with you. Extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.